This morning, I would like to title my sermon as God's Time That Matters, Not Ours. God's Time That Matters, Not Ours. You know, one of the paradoxes or absurdities or inconsistencies or uncertainties of our Christian life is this. We know that there is a time for everything, but we do not know when. We know that there is a time for everything that has to happen in our lives, but we do not know when that will happen. You know, at times we do not know when we are going to settle down in our life. We have been moving around all along. We do not know when we are going to settle down in our lives, but we are sure one day we will settle down, but we are not sure when. We don't know when the healing is going to take place. We have been praying for somebody's healing, but we know for sure God will heal. But we do not know when. Can you say when? When that healing will take place. We don't know when someone who have been, whom we have been praying for years after year is going to be saved. We do not know. But one thing we know, before he or she leaves from the face of this earth, he will be saved by God. That for sure we know. But we do not know when. We do not know when Christ is going to come back to this world. But for what? For sure we know Jesus is going to come back to this world. Do you believe that? Jesus is going to come back to this world. And we do not know when we will die. Do you know when you will die? Any of you? Do you know? You can tell me. We don't know when we will die. But we are sure about our... Come on, can I hear that from you? We are sure about our... Every one of you, we are sure about our... We are made to die and to live. Can you say that? We are made to die and to live. So we need to die, all of us who are born in this world. We need to die, we need to live. All our loved ones and all our dear families, all the, 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 the buildings that we bought, all the cars and you know, all the luxuries, all the money that we have in the bank, we need to leave everything and we need to go from this world. But we do not know when that is going to happen. If you know that when it is, it is going to happen, you know, we are in trouble. What will you do if you know that when we are going to die? You'll take all the bank balance, right? You don't want to put anything in the bank, right? And you will sell everything and you will enjoy the life before you die. So the, probably that's the reason God did not tell us that when we will die. But we are sure that we will die one day, but we do not know. We are talking about God's time that matters, not our time. Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 says, there is a time for everything. In a very interesting scripture. Can you say that with me? There is a time for everything. But our problem is not knowing the timing of God. Bible very clearly says there is a time for everything. But we do not know the timing of God. You know, most of the time, we are either ahead of the timing of God, or we are behind the 
timing of the God, of God. Can you say ahead? Can you all just get up for a moment? Can you all just rise for a moment? Can you say ahead? Keep your hand like this and say ahead. One hand, one hand going forward and your foot going forward. Ahead of time or we are the other way, behind of time. Can you say that again? Ahead or behind. Ahead or behind. Ahead or behind. Okay, please be seated. So, you know, this is what we know. Either we are working ahead of God's time or we are working behind God's time. You know, I just want you to think about how badly we messed up our lives. How badly we messed up our lives. Some of us wasted most of our lives without knowing what's, what is God's plan for our lives. Some of us were forced into make wrong choices in our lives because we were trying to do things ahead of the timing of God. Some of us lost the very good opportunities in our lives because we end up in waiting, waiting, waiting. God's time is gone. We lost that opportunity. Some of us took wrong decisions in our lives because we were not clear about God's timing and we took wrong decisions and we have been suffering lifelong. Not because we did not know what is God's will. We knew very well that what is God's will concerning our lives. But we did not know the timing of God. We were either ahead or we were far behind. We missed those blessings in our lives. Most of the time we find what God wants us to do. But we fail when God wants us to do. You know, most of the time God gives us promises. But he did not tell us when those promises are going to be fulfilled in our lives. At times people end up in waiting, 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 waiting. Can you say that with me? Waiting, 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 and waiting. Joseph waited for how many years? 13 years. Abraham, how many years he waited? 25 years Abraham waited. Moses waited for 40 years. And David waited for around 20 long years. And how many years Jesus waited? 30 years. Waiting for the timing of God. You know, this morning, I believe it is important in your life. Some of the decisions that we are taking, some of those things that we are getting to, into our future, it is very important. The timing of God is very, very important in our lives. You know, at times we are ahead of God's timing. And we need to be careful about that too. You know, God's promises, promises were given to Abraham. And Abraham could not wait. He thought God has given me promises. Let me go forward. And Abraham took a wrong decision. It was a promise of God. It is very true. But it was wrong timing. He tried to fulfill the promise of God in the wrong timing. He missed the mark. And he ended up in raising a generation who is in total enmity with Christianity. Abraham missed the timing of God. He could not wait until the timing of God. 
You know, God doesn't want us to wait too long or God doesn't want us to move forward, but God wants us to know his timing. His perfect time in our lives. Paul says in Galatians chapter 6 verse 10, this is what he says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. He says, therefore, as we have opportunity in our hands, and Paul says, do not delay. This morning we heard about doing good. Paul says, do not delay. You have the opportunity in your hand. Just do not wait. Just do not wait. Abraham could not wait. He's supposed to have been waited. But now God is telling, do not wait. Do not delay. Do not procrastinate. You're supposed to do what you're supposed to do right now. This morning we are talking about God's time that matters, not man's. You know, many times God gives us a promise from the scripture. As we read the scripture, or at times, you know, God speaks to us prophetically through someone. But we do not know when those things are going to come true in our lives. We don't have any clue when those prophetic words are going to come true in our lives. But if you miss God's timing... You know, there is going to be a great struggle in our lives. You know, at any time if you miss God's timing in your life, a great struggle follows. God's timing is very, very vital for our lives, especially for a child of God. Listen to this. It's very pivotal because it's going to change the entire course of our life. It's going to change the entire course of life. But the question this morning you and I can ask, how do I know the timing of God? Do you have that question? Yes? Do you need an answer? Yes? All of us need an answer for that. How do we know? How do I know the timing of God in my life? <coughs> Just want to you know, further divide this sermon into three aspects. Number one, we need to understand that there is a time for everything. Can you say that with me? There is a time for everything everything you know when God says everything it includes everything it includes anything that you could see anything you could remember anything that you have been doing you were doing and you will continue to do everything is covered you know I just want to take a little you know a few minutes to talk about the cyclic nature of life around us listen to this very carefully this is important you know there is a rhythm or there is a pattern that is already set by our God in the nature. And this pattern or this rhythm is guiding the entire universe. Just listen to me what I'm talking this morning to you. Our breath, for example, our heartbeat, there is a pulsing rhythm within us. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? If you keep your hand like this closer to your chest and you'll feel the pulsing rhythm. And there is a pattern, there is a rhythm. There is a rhythm that is going on within your life. And every day morning the sun rises and the evening sun sets. There is a pattern, there is a rhythm that is happening. Day and night, change of temperature, change of seasons. You know, there is a rhythm that is already, we find that in the nature. Can you say that with me, rhythm? Already in the nature. You know, birds, my birds migrate. You know, the migrating birds, if you see, you know, they migrate in a rhythmic way. 
in a particular season. Animals, they get out, of, get out, of, out for hunting in a very rhythmic way, in a very seasonal way. And birds, you know, they build their nest in a very timingly manner. And fish, you know, they lay their eggs in a very timing manner. So there is a rhythm that is set in the nature already by our God. You know, I, our life has a rhythm by its own. There is a time we are born, and there is a time we call it as a babyhood, and then childhood, and adolescence, and adulthood, and parenthood, and aging parents, and eventually we, eventually we, come on, eventually we, Die! So there is a pattern that is already set by God. This morning we are talking about the rhythm or the cyclic nature of things around us and things within us. And women more than men are affected by their monthly cycles that guide their energy, their mood, their, their sleeping pattern, you know, their behavior, everything. There is a rhythm that is set in our body already. Now, when our rhythm is in sync with the rhythm of the nature, things will go very well. <coughs> right? Night you go to sleep, and morning you get up, your life goes very well. But when you go to night shift, and night you don't sleep, things don't go very well. Simple. When we are in rhythm with the nature, things will just happen by itself. You come up in this world and you grow and you, you, know, you, you start taking care of your children and you take responsibilities and life goes. When everything is in cycle, in rhythm with the things that are happening around us. But when our rhythm is not in sync or when our rhythm is breaking or goes offbeat, we have trouble. We have trouble. Complexities will build up. Somebody has to get married at the age of 20, 21, 22. If they don't get married, the complexities will build up. Someone who has to give a, deliver a baby at the age of 30, 32, 35 before, but if that doesn't happen, then complexities build up. So it is very important that the rhythm, we try to go along with the rhythm. You know, when we sing songs, when Jofin plays the drums, we try to go with the rhythm then things will be easy then if you don't go with the rhythm if you start playing stop clapping off beat what will happen it will disturb everybody when we go in rhythm with the nature and in our lives and within our, you know, around us when we try to do in that way you know things will go very well listen to this this is very important in the same way things work around us god works in the rhythm. You know, God has seasons in your life and in my life. If you are in sync with God's rhythm, we, our life will go really well. Our life will go very well. So it is important to know the timing of God. Can you say the timing of God? And this morning I believe that God may give us grace to know the timing of, you know, Bible talks about there is a time for everything. You know, there are 14 parts of contradicting things. Statements are recorded. We are going to read that, actually, in fact, from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, as well as we have that in the screen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Here, Bible says, we have a time for everything. Can you read that together? To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born. Can you see the screen? And read that with me. A time to be born, 
and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to cheer, and a time to sue, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time to war, and a time of peace. Listen to this. You know, God talks about a time that is appointed under heaven for all these things. You know, I just want you to look at that screen right now and try to understand what God's word is talking about. God says, <coughs> excuse me, God says, there is a time for everything. There is a time you are born in this world and there is a time that you die. And God says there is a time to weep. There is a time to laugh. Nobody can say that and I will keep laughing, laughing, laughing during the entire time of, of my life. Who wants to be like that? Keep laughing. Who wants to be there? Keep crying, crying, crying. Nobody. But there is a time for everything. There is a time to gain. There is a time to lose. There is a time to love. There is a time to hate. There is a time for everything under heaven. And this morning we are trying to understand that there is a time for everything. Second aspect of the sermon this morning. God does things in his time. Can you say that with me? God does things in his time. Everyone open your mouth and say, God does things in his time. That means... Everything will happen, but for a child of God, God does things when? In God's time, in his time. Now we are trying to understand how do we finally align ourselves with the timing of God. You know, that's our objective this morning. Just want you to be focused this morning. You know, God, understand this, God is not bound by time, space and matter. God is not bound by all these three. Now, if you can turn with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. This is what we read, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So that simply means God was there before Genesis 1. Even before Genesis 1, God was in existence. In the beginning, that talks about the time. Before the time, God was there. God created what? Heavens, the space. Even before the space was created, God was there. And the earth, matter. Even, even before the matter was created, God was there. So God is not bound by time, space, and matter. The eternity or the timelessness of God is a concept, you know, it is very difficult for us to understand. But this morning we need to understand because we are talking about the timing of God. Talking about the timing of God. So God is not bound by time. But we are bound by time. Can you say that we are bound by time? We are bound by time. One read the scripture. Psalm 90 verse 10 says. The days of our lives. Are 70 years. How many years? 70 years. And if by reason of strength they are 80 years. Yet their boast is only labor. 
and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. We are bound by so many years. So God is not bound by time, but we are bound by time. And we are talking about God operating in his time. Can you say that God operates in his time? God operates in his time. In Ecclesiastes 3.11 we read, He has made everything beautiful in its time. You know, God has a time for everything. And he makes things beautiful in its time. That is according to the timing of God. You know, some point of time in the, during the ministry of Jesus, Jesus was ministering in Galilee. And his brothers, Jesus' brothers and came and told him, Jesus, Judea, the temple of God, there is going to be a festival, the festival called the Feast of Tabernacles. Jesus, you must go there. You know, Jesus' brother suggested, in fact. But Jesus, this is what Jesus said. We read that, I believe, in John chapter 7, verse 6. And Jesus said, my time has not come. My time has not come. That means Jesus operates in his own time. God operates in his own time. In Romans chapter 5 verse 6 we read, For when we were still without strength, in due time or in right time, Christ died for the ungodly. When Christ died in the right time. Can you say that in the right time? In the right time, Jesus died for the ungodly. Galatians chapter 4, 4, for Paul says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his time. His son, Bible talks about the fullness of the time. We are talking about this morning, God's timing. And I believe that God's timing is really, very important to your life. Psalm 75 verse 2 says, When I chose, choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. So there is a proper time. You know, we are talking about God having his own time to do things on this earth. Even though there is time for everything, but God still has his own time for everything. Bible says even our time is in God's hand. Can you, do you know that? Our time is in God's hand. We read that in Psalm 31, 15, David sings the psalm and he says, My times are in your hands, Lord. My time is in your hand, Lord. My time is in your hand. You know, this morning we are talking about God operating in his own time. And God's timing is different from our time. God's time is very, very different from our time. I just want to give one example. Let's, let's go to John chapter 2. Let's quickly go to John chapter 2. John chapter 2. Verses 1 to 5. You can just come with me to John chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. Listen to this very carefully. Bible talks about the first miracle. Listen to this. First miracle that Jesus performed at the wedding of Cana. What was that miracle? Anybody knows about that miracle? Jesus turned water into wine. That was the miracle that Jesus performed. We are just going to observe this miracle and trying to find out God's timing is certainly different from our timing. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Verse 4, Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not come yet. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it 
and we know the story what happened there but there are key observations here you know mother of jesus listen to this this is very interesting mother of jesus went and told jesus that there is no wine is there anything wrong is there anything wrong no wine was getting over and jesus uh, jesus mother you know being a respectful woman in that situation she had a responsibility of going and informing jesus that wine is running out so it was a natural concern by the mother mary by seeing the situation correct now she's she's just an ordinary woman and she looks at the problem there and it was a concern for mary but it was not a concern for jesus timings are different it was not a concern for jesus and man is in a very great hurry to find a solution for that situation but god jesus was not in a hurry timings are different of course the intention is same we need more wine to serve but the timings are different here you know many times we are in a hurry actually to find a solution but jesus is simply not doing anything there just not doing anything there listen to this something to learn many things to learn when you are not sure whether you are operating in the timing of god just better to wait it's better to wait because if you do not wait if you end up in taking wrong decisions you will, your life will be in misery but if you are not sure which direction to turn whether the time is, has come or not it is better to wait that's what you know jesus is telling here you know of course god's purpose is related to god's timing is related to his purpose and his will listen to this god's timing is always related to his purpose and at times we do not know his purpose god's timing is always related to his will at times we do not know his will at times we fail to understand whether it is the right time or not finally how do we align ourselves our timing with the god's timing are you with me this morning how do we align our times with god's time can you read that with me aligning our timing with god's timing i believe this is important it is not easy to know god's timing it's not easy to know but how do we align ourselves with god's timing so that we will take the proper decisions we will select the proper option and we will wait where we need to wait and we will act where we need to act how do we know this two scriptures i want to give second peter was 3 chapter 3 was 8 here peter writes but beloved do not forget this one thing that with the lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day can you read that again with the lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day we had already enough complexities now it is adding more complexity to the situation we think it's one day but god says it is thousand years 
How do we understand the timing of God? Can you read the word of God and try to understand the timing of God? Of course, we can do that to a certain extent. But how do we understand the timing of God? We are going to read another scripture, Acts chapter 1. Let's read from Acts chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. <coughs> Acts chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, when Jesus and the disciples, when they had come together, the disciples asked Jesus, saying, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said to them, It's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. You know, Jesus is telling it's not for you to know the time. Then Lord, my question is, how do I operate? How do I do things on my life? If you keep telling that, you know, you keep telling that it is not for you to know the timing of God. How do we know the timing of God? This is our question. You know, many times we do not know when things are going to happen in our lives. But we believe that God is going to do those things on a specific day. How many of us believe that for those things in our lives? We do not know when it is going to happen, but still it is going to happen one day. Amen? One day it is going to happen. We strongly believe that. But unfortunately, God doesn't tell us the time. God doesn't give us the time when that's going to happen. Now, in order to understand the timing of God, we need to align our timing with God's timing. How do we do that? Simple parable of the foolish virgins and the wise virgins. We read that from Matthew chapter 25. We'll not go there now. I'll simplify it, summarize it for you. Ten virgins who took their lamp and went out to meet the bridegroom. Can you say bridegroom? bridegroom. Okay, so ten virgins, they took their lamp and went to meet the bridegroom. And five were called wise, and five were called foolish. And the five wise, they took what? Extra oil along with them. We know the story. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slept. Correct? Do you think that Jesus delayed purposely? Yes? The timing of God again. We do not know. But now when the bridegroom came, what happened? They all just woke up from their sleep and they trimmed their lamp. And this foolish virgin, they found out that they are running out of oil. And they asked the wise virgin, can you just, can I borrow a little oil from you? And the wise virgin, they said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to give you because you will run out and I will also run out. You can go out and buy from those who sell. And the foolish virgin, they went out to buy oil and the bridegroom came. And the five wise virgin, they entered into the wedding feast. And the Bible says the door was shut. The door was closed. Now when the foolish virgin, they came back, they asked to open the door and the Lord said, I do not know who you are. And it was a total refusal. I do not know who you are. And then Jesus said, this is what is needed. It's important, verse 13. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. What Jesus told? Watch. Can you say watch? We need to watch to know the timing of God. We need to watch the timing of God. We need to be watchful to know the timing of God. You know, both the wise and the foolish virgin... They were not aware of the exact timing of the coming of the Lord or the bridegroom. Both of them did not aware, did not know when exactly the bridegroom is coming. 
But the wise virgin they were prepared very well. You know, they were prepared for that time. Even if it delays, they had extra oil along with them. You know, this morning we are trying to understand how do we align my timing with God's timing? You know, this morning I believe it's important for us because it's important for me because we need to take certain decisions concerning the ministry. And it is important for you because you need to take certain decisions concerning your family, your children, your future, your career, the place where we need to buy house. You know, everything is important. How do we align my timing with the timing of God? You know, God wants us to know this morning, God operates in a rhythm. God, God operates in a pattern. And when we align our timings with the rhythm of God, you know, that's where we will find the timing of God. There are four aspects, quickly just want to leave, four ideas which will help you how to find the timing of God. Number one, knowing the mind of God. Number one, knowing the mind of God. Reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Can you say mind of Christ? We are talking about knowing the timing of God. You know, God has already planned concerning your life. And where the plan is? In the mind of God. And how do you know the timing of God? Having the mind of Christ in you. You know, when our mind is in alignment with God's mind, we know the timing of God. Can you say that with me? When our mind, loudly, when our mind is aligned with God's mind, or when we have Christ's mind, we know the timing of God. Number two, when we abide in Christ. John chapter 15 verse 5 says, I am the wine. Jesus says, I am the wine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Listen to this. This is very, very key. God wants us to abide in him. God doesn't tell me this is the time you need to operate. Bible doesn't tell me this is the time you need to just move. This is the time you need to buy. This is the time you need to build. Doesn't really tell me. But if I abide in Christ, if I have the mind of Christ, we will align ourselves with the timing of God. You know, Bible is very clear. Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. You know, without me, you can do nothing. Now, I, I believe this is very, very significant. This is very, very important. Without Christ, we can do nothing. We may plan, we may decide, you know, we may try to build our future, you know, we may try to venture into something, but Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. That means, until Jesus comes and pushes you into that situation, you're not going to move, you're not going to do anything. God will bring you to a point of time in your life when you need to move. You are just, everything is set and ready. And that's the time you need to move. Because Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. That nothing means, nothing is very significant in our lives. We can't even take a step. But if you take a step, we may fall. We don't know. 
When Jesus says, without me you can do nothing, means do not try to do it by our strength, by ourselves. Just wait. God is going to push you into that situation. Just wait. When the timing of God comes, when everything is set ready, you will just walk into that situation. Abide in Him. Number three, having intimacy with God. How do we align our timing with the timing of God? Having intimacy with God. You know, for an intimate relationship, this is very important. For an intimate relationship, the partners need to be in close proximity. Do you agree with me? Talking about husband and wife. For a close intimacy, the partners need to be very close, sticking together, like the way Anji and Jobin are sitting, like sticking together. For a close intimacy, you need that relationship. Think about your partner who is not with you, who is away. You can hang on, the, you can just you know, be in the phone for how many hours? Two hours, three hours? But still you need that person next to you to have an intimate relationship. Just want to be closer. I know some of you are longing for your wives to come. Some of you are longing for your husbands to come and join you. God will do, he's talking, about, he's talking to you about the timing of God. About the timing of God. Having an intimate relationship with God. You know, we need God not very far. We need God where? Just next to us for that intimate relationship. You know, we all feel that in our family relationship. I don't know about you. When we both sit together and try to talk something, before I I say, before it comes in my mind, or what comes in my mind, she says that. And what comes in her mind, I say that, and we are in agreement in those things. How that happens? Because of the intimacy, because of the closeness. For us to align our timing with the timing of God, we need to have an intimate relationship with Him. James chapter 4 verse 8 says, Draw near to God. Condition there. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. You know, instead of thinking about, Lord, how do I do? How do I behave in this situation, Lord? What can I do, Lord? Lord, 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 can you just help me? Can you just tell me, Lord, when that is going to happen, Lord? Instead of asking those questions, try to have an intimate relationship with God. Number four, when we are led by the Spirit. When we are led by the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God wants us to be led by four things we learned this morning. By knowing the mind of God. By abiding in God. Having intimacy with God. Being led by the Spirit of God. If we do this, we don't need to ask the question, Lord, when? We will know the mind of God. Before even God thinks about something, it comes in our minds. We are in perfect sync with the timing of God. You know, that's how God wants us to move forward in the life that we are living on this earth. You know, as we come to a close of this sermon this morning, just want you to think about the timing of God, how important it is in our lives. And God is speaking to you this morning. And God said there is a time for everything. And God operates in His own time. And it is important to align our times with the timing of God. And this morning, God tells us these are the ways through which we will find the timing of God in our lives for anything. And God is a very personal God. 
If you are praying about something in your life, when you have all this for in your life, God is going to show you. God is going to tell you. And it is just going to appear in your mind and you will just move forward. You will not stop no matter whatever, whoever, whatever people say. You will just move forward because you know the timing of God. You know that this is the time that I need to do this. This is the time I need to start doing this. Start moving and start gathering people. Start building the church. Start building the kingdom of God. I need to, this is the time I need to start, just try to call my children once again and see whether they are going to respond. But if it is a timing of God, they will respond. They will respond. What is important is knowing the timing of God. Shall we all stand for a moment? And I believe this morning, God has spoken to you. How important it is for me not to miss the timing of God in my life. It is a long route. It's just same as make, m- missing one exit. And taking a long way to come back to the original place that where we wanted to go. We need to know the timing of God. This morning, I do not know what is your concern, but this is what God has put in my mind to share this morning. You may have different concerns. Concerning your life, concerning your ministry, concerning the burden that God has already given in your heart. But you are not sure when, Lord, when. When, Lord, when things are going to happen. But this morning, God is telling you. God is telling you and me to have the mind of Christ. To abide in Christ. And have an intimate relationship with God. And to be led by the Spirit. And without all this four in our lives, if we try to find the timing of God, we will not come to know. Or even if somebody prophesies over us, it's not going to take us in the right direction unless we have all this for in our lives. So this morning, rather than asking God, Lord, when, Lord, when, Lord, shall we ask God, Lord, help me to walk closer to you, Lord. Help me to talk to you, Lord. Lord, I may be busy in my work, Lord, but still haven't helped me to have an intimate relationship. In the midst of my work situation, in the midst of my school, in the midst of my studies, in the midst of my assignment, Lord, in the midst of, Lord, my conferences, Lord, and meetings, oh God, help me to talk to you every moment. Lord, I long and desire for that kind of relationship, Lord, with you. And I know when I have that, everything will fall in place because my mind will be in sync with the timing of God. Father, this morning we give all of us, Lord, I strongly believe that you have spoken to some of us this morning. You said, Lord, without you we can do nothing, Lord. Without you, Lord, we cannot do anything, O Father God. Lord, at times we try to do things by our strength before your time. This morning we need grace to wait. At times we keep waiting and waiting, Lord, we missed your time. This morning we need your grace to know your time so that we will not miss your, the timing of God. Father, I do not know their needs, but I pray that, O oh God, you would speak to them in a special way 
that is in, in context with their needs today. Father God, continue to help us, O oh God, as we walk in this journey along with you. Help us to develop a relationship with you. Some of us standing here, we don't have that relationship with God this morning. God is urging you to develop that relationship, to develop that so personal to you. That's between you and your God. You can talk to him the way you talk to your parents, the way you talk to your, to your spouse. You can just talk to him. He's a God who listens. All that we need is that kind of relationship, that kind of communication, which is not cut off. And God is telling you to develop that relationship with him. Father, this morning, once again, we give all of us in your mighty hands, Lord. I pray that you would continue to speak to us, Lord. Continue to pour into, your li- into our lives, so Father, because we need your proper direction in our lives, Lord. And this morning, we give you glory. Send us with your peace. In Jesus' name, amen.